Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Some of the stories of the Old Testament, which, by the way, are actual historical accounts, allow us to look in on divine encounters. Isn't that incredible? We actually can read about when God directly, in person, encounters human beings. Now, that is not the his mode of operation today, and we'll talk about that down the road somewhere. But in the meantime, we are looking at these divine encounters, and in them we get a glimpse of the Almighty God. We see some of his character. We see how he deals with, with these people. We also get to see normal, fallible human beings directly in touch with God. And I want to tell you, as I read these stories over again, it reminds me of how God, the transcendent God, the God who is so high and lifted up, the God who is so far above us, how that God could come down and and converse with and interact with these fallible human beings. I see that He really does want a relationship with us. And that's what the Scriptures are all about. So, one such uh, of these fallible human beings was Abraham. And before I go any further, could I just say that Abraham was a fallible human being. He, on more than one occasion, lied to try to protect himself in regards to his beautiful wife with uh, uh, someone that was powerful. And uh, Abraham, on other occasions, um, failed God. He tried to do things his way rather than waiting on God. And so as we look at Abraham and we look up to him as, as a man who knew God, as a man of great faith, we have to remember that he was just that, a man, a man who had sinned like all the rest of us. Abraham was the son of Terah, T-E-R-A-H, Terah. Terah was the eighth generation from Shem. Shem is one of the three sons of Noah. Now, I I want you to think about this for a moment. Um, There is, um, from from studying the scriptures, from from looking at a timeline, um, actually, Abraham and the son of Noah, Shem, actually overlapped in their time on earth. Um, If you study the scriptures, you realize that uh, a number of these early Old Testament patriarchs lived for hundreds of years. And, and, and again, by the way, I believe every word of that. And there, there are good uh, possible reasons for, for those long lives. Well, so, so that would make um, Abraham like the ninth person down from Shem, the tenth generation down from, from Noah himself. And uh, he would have just missed overlapping Noah by about two years. Noah died about two years before Abraham was born. 
So I just wanted to say those just to kind of put it in historical perspective. And in in round numbers, and these are round numbers, these are approximations just to, to uh, make a point, uh, Adam would have been somewhere around 4,000 B.C. Abraham would have been somewhere around 2,000 B.C., Moses would have been somewhere around 1500 B.C. David would have been about 1000 B.C. And and so you can kind of get an idea again uh, of the timeline. And so Abraham lived approximately 2000 years before Jesus was born on this earth. Abraham lived a nomadic life. Uh, He moved around and we're going to see that as we look at these scriptures. Abraham had a number of direct encounters with God. And when I say direct encounters, you're going to see it in the scriptures as as we look at this uh, in, in these next few moments. In chapter 12 of Genesis, um, verse, verses 1 to 5, you see God uh, appearing to Abraham. It says this, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions which they had accumulated, and the persons which they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. Thus they came to the land of Canaan. And by the way, the land of Canaan is referring to uh, what is modern-day Israel and actually beyond the borders, uh, the current borders of modern-day Israel. And so here in uh, this first passage that we read, we see Abraham's call from God to leave where he was, his his country. And it was basically, he was in Haran, which is uh, modern-day northern Syria. And he was called by God to go to a land that God would show him and that God would give him. And also here in these verses, you see uh, a preview of God's covenant with Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. And that is a covenant that is an everlasting covenant. Now, in chapter 13, you actually see the, the, the covenant confirmed. Chapter 15. The Bible says in verse 1, After these things the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram, I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. And and so uh, when we skip on over to verse 12, and, and I'm having to skip some of these passages, not read all of them just because of time constraints, but I would encourage you to go and read these passages. In chapter 15, verse 12, Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. And God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. That's referring to Egypt. 
and and he goes on uh, and and again I'm going to skip down and in verse 17 says it came about when the sun had set that it was very dark and behold there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these pieces God had uh, killed in this in this encounter God had killed an animal and cut them in half and God went, walked between those pieces and on that day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham saying to your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and the Kenite, and the Kenzanite, and the Kadmonite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Raphaim, and the Amorite, and the Canite, and the Girgashite, and the Jebusite. Uh, all of these are people that are currently, that were currently living in the land of Canaan, and God said, I'm giving you this land and and so he confirmed the covenant when god slew that animal and cut it in half and walked between the pieces that was a common way in those days of making an agreement and making a covenant um, and um, there, there was great significance to that. And so God, and usually th- there were two parties involved in the covenant, and they would both walk between it, between those two pieces of the slain animal. And it was basically saying, if we break this covenant, uh, we will uh, be like a slain animal. We, we will be worthy of being slain. It was a, a blood covenant. But in this case, only God walked through uh, this, the, these animals, only God. It was a one-way covenant. God was making an unbreakable, everlasting covenant with Abraham here in this, in this particular, uh, incident. So there were four elements to this covenant, and I'm I'm getting this from uh, the the um, John MacArthur Study Bible, and and I want to give him credit for this. And these four elements to the covenant that God made was number one, seed, uh, and he uh, talked about that in chapter seventeen, verses two to seven, where he said, "I will multiply your seed," and and in um, Galatians chapter three, verse sixteen, Paul says the word seed was in the singular not in the plural and it was referring to Christ and so Abraham's seed ultimately would be Christ a second element to this um, covenant this Abrahamic covenant was land God promised in chapter 17 verse 8 let me just just read it I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God so what you're seeing today in the in the land of Israel is a uh, ongoing fulfillment of that that land will always belong to Israel it doesn't matter what anybody else says what the media says that is a covenant God made with Abraham Abraham, that is an everlasting covenant. The third part of this covenant is how I will make you a great nation. And actually, um, he told Abraham that he would make many nations out of him. And that has happened. And of course, the one that we know best is, is Israel. And then the fourth element is a promise of divine blessing and protection. And in, in uh, chapter 12, verse 3, it says, And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And so he said, there I will protect you. And, you know, here is uh, something else that's very interesting. The last part of verse 3 there in chapter 12 says, And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. In you all the families of the earth will be blessed. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 8, Paul talks about that and he says, That is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And, and, and so how are all the nations of the earth going to be blessed out of Abraham? It is because out of Abraham came Jesus and Jesus died and it was the gospel and it is the gospel that blesses all the nations. The gospel gives people the opportunity to come back into relationship with God. That is how they are being blessed. Well, there is, there's a whole lot more to this, but I just want to wrap up with Romans chapter 4. And I want you to hear what Romans chapter 4 verses 1 to 3 say. What then shall we say that Abraham our forefather according to the flesh is found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. As Abraham uh, interacted with God, and I didn't even get around to uh, talking about uh, how Abraham uh, actually met God face to face in chapter 17 and chapter 18 of Genesis. But Abraham believed God. When God said, move out of uh, your country and go to the country I'll give you, he did. When God said, go up and and uh, offer your son as a sacrifice, he went up and he was in the process when, when God himself stopped Abraham. Abraham from from killing his son. Abraham believed God and God counted it as righteousness. And that's how we are righteous today, by believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope that this has uh, whetted your appetite to learn more about Abraham and to dig in and to learn about those divine encounters that Abraham had. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.